What was that? I was just trying to be funny. Oh, you're just like, that was a way weird, different voice than normal. Yeah. Uh, that was did, almost toxic. It, wow. <laughs> was it? It definitely wasn't masculine. Yeah. Today we were, it wasn't masculine. <laughs> right. Maybe that's why I did it subconsciously. Maybe. Anyway, today we talked about masculinity. I think it's one of our better conversations that we've had for a long time. Um, I did not think it was going to go well. No, you, you, were, you were nervous about this <laughs> I was this a little scared to record. Well, but because I know you're a very outspoken person and you are very opinionated. And so I wasn't sure what it was going to be with this. You don't think I can eloquently create a, a thought and, and articulate it well? I would say it depends on the topic. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well made. Anyway, yeah, we, we talked about toxic traits that are often misconstrued as toxic yeah. when they can actually be positive and how... Some of the things sometimes you men reach a have point. struggled with. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. possible changes in the future. Yeah. How to raise good kids, be a strong man, be a good lover. Well, I can help with some of those things, but not, not the, the loving part. <laughs> <laughs> I was going the other way. Like, I don't know how to raise good kids yet. Um, anyway, I enjoyed the conversation. Hope you guys too. Uh, episode 135, I believe. Ish. Here we go. Boom. We're recording. Are we? We are. I think the levels are good. If we sound shitty, it's your fault. Um, I'm glad that we started recording just as you picked your phone up to start reading well, shit. Well, I've got something to read. Oh. Right Which, away? No. Oh. Okay. Well, today, when you're listening to this, it's not. But today is August 2nd. Yes. This will release on August 9th. The ninth. A week from today. Um, I just got back last night from five days in St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. Where you are supposedly moving to. Yeah, that's where I'm. Did you say supposedly? <laughs> why oh, yeah. Why is nobody taking this shit seriously? <laughs> like, you're not the only one. And I don't understand it. Why, why are people doubting my resolve? <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Um... Because it could be Tampa, you know. It could be St. Pete's Beach, not necessarily St. Petersburg. No, it's going to be St. Petersburg. Mine's made up. Um, Tampa was never in the, the running. I don't want to be in a city that size. It's too big. Um, whereas Tampa Bay incorporates three cities, Clearwater, St. Petersburg. It's like the Tri-Cities. Yeah. But, well, welcome to Ordinary Extraordinary. This is Ben Clunt. That's my Scottish friend, Stephen Brown, the other guy talking, that doesn't mm-hmm. have, uh, that has the Scottish accent. I do have it, the Scottish it, accent. Yeah, I mean, at least for spoke by Spokane standards, maybe not by Scottish standards anymore. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it is very smoky here today in Spokane, in the unhealthy territory, even on the yeah. air quality index. Another reason I want I don't want this shit anymore. Yeah, I can't say I blame you, man. It smells like smoke in here right now, as the building is pumping in exterior clean air, which is not clean air. Their filter is not quite working. Well, the filter's working. It's taking out the particles. It just can't take the smell out. The smell is the smell. All it's doing is it's taking the dirty air and the filtration system's so small that the little dusty particles that make the smoke are staying, but the sniff still comes through. There's still a stench. I wonder what type of Merv filter. I need to get the hospital-grade filters in here. I don't want to smell that. <laughs> All right, Princess I'll, I'll go outside Booth. if I want to smell that. Princess Ben... Dun, 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 dun. Okay, um, Stephen. 
What are we talking about today, ben? I don't know, Stephen. What are we talking about today? Since Stephen, for the last couple of weeks, has wanted to talk about this topic. And I was actually, you said it to me last week when I was gone. And you bought I was at the lake for the week. And I was like, yes, thank God. <laughs> like, I'm out of town. I don't that. have to. And I was really hoping you were going to forget this topic. So I'm like, I don't really want to talk about this topic. But Stephen wants to talk about this topic. It's something that he feels is important to him. So I will let him frame what he uh, wants to talk about today. I want to talk about masculinity, Ben. But. Before we talk about masculinity, we should probably do some housekeeping items. We want you to rate, review, share, do all that stuff. That's not what we're going to stop and talk about briefly, though. We are going to stop and talk about... Ben already prefaced it last week, so if you listened to last week and you're tuning in this week, you're like, oh, You want to do this at the beginning, some. not the end? You don't make yeah, I think away. we do it at the beginning, okay. just so people know. So, Ben and I are breaking up. I hate <laughs> him. He hates me. Uh, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> I'm taking all the assets. <laughs> He's moving to St. Petersburg. You're, you're welcome to half and nothing. I am the asset. <laughs> you were part of that word. <laughs> no, yeah. so we're not breaking up per se. We are going to try some different things. And here's kind of the way it's going to shake out. So Ordinary Extraordinary will continue to be a weekly podcast. May even get a little bit more frequent depending on how much time I want to invest into it. Depends how much Stephen wants to listen to his own voice. I will continue to <laughs> find topics, talk about topics. Some of them might be a little more Gary V-ish without being a tribute act to Gary V. Like some some of his podcasts are ten minutes long, some of them are an hour long. So we will uh we'll continue in that regard. There'll also be some interviews. There will be people that I've known people that Ben knows, people that are in Spokane, maybe some people that are in St. Petersburg, people that are all over the country. Uh, maybe I'll travel for some of these interviews. Ben may or may not, throughout the time, <laughs> jump on occasionally at his leisure, at my request, at his request. Um, ben is not going to stop being part of what O2E journey was or is, just not going to be as frequent of a contributor. That being said, we did chat earlier, and while I won't divulge all of the information, Ben does have some some cool things coming up, both personally, professionally, and in just in general in life. And we definitely started mapping out how Ben's media presence is going to change a little bit and, and be consistent still, I think, just in a different way from yeah, what we've yeah, been we'll doing. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So it, uh, No, I mean, it's been two and a half years we've been doing O2E, and I just kind of approached Stephen and said, hey, I think my time on the podcast is coming to, uh, you know, some an end or a change of some kind. And so we thought what might be best for the podcast and, and listeners going forward, and Stephen really enjoys the topics, and I have a harder time coming up with, just realistically, being real here, with things that I, I, I find interesting to talk about. Uh, and Stephen has plenty that he wants to talk about. <laughs> so I was like, dude, why don't you run with it then? You run with the topics. And like he said, I'll come on every once in a while and, and do interviews. Or maybe if there's a topic that he thinks would be fun for us to banter back and forth on, I'll jump on. But just uh, with with life the way it is, I want to be able to have a little more freedom with my time. And part of that means podcasts. So we'll see. There might be other types of podcasts like you mentioned in the future. Uh, Stephen kind of hinted at a little bit and uh, that I'll be a part of, but I don't know. Yeah. Just and looking at the next kind of next phase. And there's no acrimony or any hard feelings or, or hatred or anything like that. Aside what there normally is. I mean, 
we argue like an old married couple and that will continue just won't be recorded just for you guys recorded. to hear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just won't be recorded but no so i mean it's been a lot of fun and like you said i'll certainly it's not uh not good goodbye forever just for you know yeah not as much and I, is this going to be your last or did we say through august i think we said it's through the two uh through august okay so so we're, we're just setting it up for people just so they know yeah. they can prepare themselves yeah and if if you feel like it should be ben carrying this forward and me quitting let us know and i may <laughs> tell you to fuck off but <laughs> <laughs> he, he would tell you that there's no might <laughs> i kid i kid i kid kind of um, but no, anyway. provides Stephen with with some good critical feedback because he's going to need you guys to keep him in check from now on because I'm not going to be on here to smack him down every once in a while. So well, one of the things so you better prepare for some topics that one go. One of the <laughs> things I've been toying with the idea of Crazy. for a while is I have a bank of questions that people have asked and we've kind of addressed some of them online uh-huh. and a lot of them I address offline and I'm like I'm going to scrub a bunch of them and just ask them as questions. Well, we could do on that for one of our last podcasts. Yeah, together, yeah. just hey here's how I would handle this here's how Ben would handle it yeah um, so it's something I've thought about for a while I know a lot of podcasts do that where it's just like hey every other podcast or once a month they do like Feedback Friday or yeah you oh, know something ask, like that could ask, be fun um, quick fire Mondays or whatever they want to call it like I'm just paraphrasing some of the ones that but we get really good questions sometimes and, and we answer them for people in real time and we never really share those because this has opened up that avenue for both of us. I think well, a lot even of people questions we've asked of each other, mm-hmm. like ask each other questions from a career standpoint and advancement. Yeah. Like, hey, have you ever had to deal with X, Y, and Z? Like, I'm struggling with this right now. What's your perspective on it, right? And yeah. I think that's really been nice because you and I, over the last two and a half years, have really been on, I would say, a similar career trajectory, at least to some degree, right? Like, we're in similar roles from sales standpoint. We, we're forward-facing with clients and customers. Like, it, 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 it's been a fairly similar role. So we've been able to bounce things off of each other, mm-hmm. um, which have been helpful. Yeah, and there's also and been, them. There's been so much growth. You know, I think I, I had a – I still have a hard time with it sometimes. The name of the podcast being Ordinary to Extraordinary – and I think some people, when they're being kind of assholes, will say, well, what's extraordinary and how are you extraordinary? And it's like, well, I'm not, but I'm trying. And we're not, but we're trying. But through that journey and the people we've talked to, I mean, just looking over the guests and the people that have come back to, I mean, we've had people back twice. Yeah, some of them, a couple. And, yeah. You know. And some of those we might incorporate again in the future. And the fact that we've maintained those relationships away from the podcast, a lot of them as well, is testament to the fact that we have something to say and something to bring as well. Yeah. You know, even this week, you're going to meet up with Kunal Chopra. I won't be able to because I'll be out of town again, but fully plan on spending more time with him um, and others Yeah. as time goes. So it's nice to know that we've brought something together it's nice to know that we both bring things individually as well mm-hmm. and it's nice to know that the growth that we've had from this two almost three years has been uh, beneficial to not just us but other people that tune in and listen you can still follow us yeah we have our own in- individual uh, instagrams too and i'll still tell you guys how much of a dick ben is whether he's here or not <laughs> I'm, now, now i'm actually gonna have to listen to our podcast just to see what you're saying about me <laughs> Yeah, that's a little secret that nobody knows. Is I actually don't listen to our podcast because we talk it. So I'm like, well, I don't need to go and listen to it as well. Other than it would be good to hone, mm-hmm. you know, speaking skills and things like that. And if you know, you're like, oh, I, I do that little tick thing or whatever it is. It's not a tick thing. It's, it's a, a pause. Delay. I know. It's, 
you'll you'll do this. You'll go. Well, you know what I think is um that I do this pause. I know it's <laughs> it, you're not used to that. It's called stopping and thinking. <laughs> I just so do it so before shit just comes out of your mouth, you take a moment and you think about what you're going to say. Yeah, I just I guess I do a better job of fluffing, so I'll, <laughs> I'll be speaking while I'm processing. But <laughs> that being said, that's the plan. That's how this is currently slated. Not going away, just changing. Might mean that things are shorter. Might mean that things are longer. Might mean that at some point I find a Ben 2.0, do it with someone else. And but I'll always be your first. <laughs> Why did you have to make eye contact with me when you said that? <laughs> that leads in well. Well, and part of this, just realistically, just to wrap it up, is if you're moving, right? We talked about, like, if Steven's moving, made sense. So we're like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just, uh, like, notice I said if. If mm-hmm. Steven's moving, right, let's, like, you know, let's, we'll see how this goes. But if Steven's moving, then, yeah. Okay. I want I want to address that for a minute. <laughs> I know. Oh God. Because you're not the only one. Uh, I th- I think you are. I'm giving you crap just because you brought it up at the beginning of this podcast. No, I do want to say though. A lot of people are like, "Well, you're just leaving Spokane behind," and I'm like, "Well, yeah. Spokane's just a place, and it's not going anywhere." Well, what about your friends and the people that you care about and care about you? And it's like I, that doesn't stop. Like, and I'm still always going to have an affinity and a relationship with people here oh, and with Spokane yeah. and with Spokane so I've been here 12 years I'm 39 years old I mean that's a third of my life pretty much right yeah, yeah give time. or take so it's more than a quarter and less than a third I guess but I mean that's a that's a big portion of my life this is I mean my adult formative years I would say I've done more growth here in 12 years than mm-hmm. I've done anywhere else on earth so Spokane's always going to have that and I'm not going to not visit. I'm truly planning on being here multiple times throughout the year, even if that's six, seven times a year, you know. But at Probably this not point, in the winter months, maybe more. At this point, I flew back from Florida yesterday, and I went down there with the sole intention of finding flaws in my logic because it was just I'd done my document that I think I've shown you on the computer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Operation Leningrad. Yeah, Operation Leningrad. And... <laughs> It was one of those, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. So I went down there, met up with different friends I have down there, had their perspective, spent time with those different friends in different places and different social settings. Spent time on my own a lot as well, went and explored the neighborhood I plan on living in, viewed a bunch of properties that I plan on living in. Um, My shortlist didn't change in terms of my top three. The neighborhood is freaking spectacular um walkable tons going on quiet when it needs to be busy when it needs to be i took scooters around to different bars and restaurants checked out different locations close by walked in all directions drove in all directions trying to get the lay of the land and you know spent time like i said with locals spent time on my own introduced myself to people just to ask them what they thought where they were from i'm coming back with more resolve that it's the right place for me at this point so 
I didn't well, find any any say the caveat red flag at this point. You never know what the future holds. Yeah. I mean, you never know what direction life's going to take you. And I think that's the adventure of it, right? You don't have mm-hmm. to know always the direction that life's going to take you. That's half the fun is the unknown, right? And chasing down opportunities and chasing down things. You're like, I think I might like to do that. Let's get let's explore it a little more. Let's get after that a little bit. Yeah. So I like it. And I just know I'll finish with this. It'll only be another thirty seconds, maybe a minute. I just know that it's a better value proposition for me to say to my mom and dad who both are retired now do you want to come over for three weeks to florida in november december january february guess what it's not going to be dark at 3 p.m it's not going to be 20 degrees you're going to be able to go outside in shorts and t-shirt and you know take the car do what you got to do i got work in my life and everything else going on you know we'll spend time together and you guys can go and explore yeah um nieces and nephews will visit i hope and go to orlando and all of that stuff so this is truly a way for me to say hey i want to see my family more without having to go to scotland give it about as close as you can get and all yeah well i think it'll be a good adventure it will be and you're going to come see me and play golf sure we'll come visit and bring lauren yeah and the boys if you want but I know you like to travel without. It's a heck of a lot easier to travel <laughs> without kids, especially across the country. Yeah. But All right. So. Masculinity. Sh- yeah. Well, it'll be a shorter podcast today. You really think so? Because we're not masculine? <laughs> <laughs> or are you making Willie no, references? Are you making references about her dicks? No, I wasn't. <laughs> what? In the, what what's Why are you, you and your toxic masculinity, <laughs> Ben? Yeah. No, I think everybody's equal. Everybody's so this is on me to frame, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. So this is coming from a place of, I have a, a real thing against uh, an ideology, and the ideology is postmodernism. And I've brought up postmodernism before, I believe. Define, uh, define postmodernism. It's funny you say that. I have two paragraphs of definition for postmodernism. So this is what postmodernism is. Postmodernism is a broad movement that developed in the mid to late 20th century across philosophy, the arts, architecture, and criticism, marking a departure from modernism. The term has been more generally applied to describe a historical era said to follow after modernity and tendencies of this era. Postmodernism is generally defined by an attitude of skepticism, irony, or rejection toward what it describes as the grand narrative and ideologies associated with modernism often criticizing enlightenment, rationality, and focusing on the role of ideology in maintaining political or economic power. So, that's a shitty um, definition. definition. Essentially, postmodernism is, if it's a traditional idea, it sucks. And we want to challenge everything. And if it's been widely accepted for, let's say politically from a from a social norm then we're going to shit on that we're going to question it we're going to push it and we've seen that recently in the whether it be gender issues whether it be um you know we're not allowed to have stereotypes even if stereotypes are an actual thing so it's like no we're going to challenge all of this just because and and you know i think that's where it's talking about the skepticism and irony and rejection part it's, we're going to reject this and we're going to come up with our own shit. So, like I said, the, the most prominent being in, in gender issues. So, I wanted to talk about masculinity. 
And the fact that traditional masculinity and traditional femininity is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? So the things that you and I did normally growing up are now frowned upon, right? Wrestling with our brothers, beating the shit out of each other, basically. Teaching little boys that, hey, if somebody's bullying, you punch them in the jaw and that will stop it. Yeah. You know, you might get your ass kicked again, but you know, stand up stuff. for yourself. And yeah. that's kind of a super, it's a super uh, simplified um, breakdown of, of, of it. But, you know, the other part that I really have an issue with is that, I'm going to use a term I hate, but cisgender, socio-normative relationships and the nuclear family have been kind of demonized based on these toxic masculinity principles that we'll talk about in a little bit. So that's me kind of breaking it down. It was like a three, four minute A lot of buzzwords in there. Yeah, A lot of buzzwords. So where do you want to start? Um, (laughs) Like I said, you you said you had lots of notes on this. (laughs) I do. So where I want to start with this is the, the concept of toxic masculinity. Let's do something first. What do you want to do okay. first? So let, let's. I'm, I'm gonna. You know, we like definitions here. Okay. Let's just define masculinity, because I think masculinity is different than toxic masculinity. masculinity Very much right. So. Sim, uh, feminism and masculinity are their own individual definitions. Neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we're talking about masculinity. Just you can tell me if you agree with this or not, but essentially just a set of behaviors, attributes, uh, roles, ideas uh, attributed to men and boys. Okay, uh, a little more, largely thought to be socially constructed and biologically constructed. Right. So some of them are things that we have learned through society. Some are things that are just innately within us. Yeah. Okay. Because we're and just so, chimpanzees at the end of the day, evolved chimpanzees. Especially males. Yeah. yeah. Well, women as well. Yeah, we kind of still act like monkeys, though. So do women. <laughs> Bi- like biological, yeah. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. We'll get to that. Anyway, read your read your definition. That was basically it. Which is basically okay. a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with men and boys. Although masculinity is largely thought to be socially constructed, research indicates that some behaviors considered masculine are biologically influenced. And mm-hmm. then they just go on to say to what extent that is is open to debate. Blah blah blah. But I just wanted to say, like, let's define what mas- masculinity is before we go and say that it's 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 toxic because toxic masculinity is going to be something very different than just masculinity. It's picking on the individual attributes of masculinity that it sees as negative to society. In my word of it, yes. Because the, the here you go the talk uh, the concept of toxic the English version. We'll start with that again. Okay. The concept of toxic masculinity is used in academia and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and men themselves. So, And that's the postmodernism piece that I started with, mm-hmm. right? Social norms. Um, and it's like, look, not all social norms are good and not all social norms are bad. And just because they're social norms doesn't mean that they're good or bad, right? So this, here, I want some examples, though. Traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant, along with related traits uh, such as misogyny, homophobia, uh, considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault and domestic violence. The socialization of boys in uh, patriarchal societies often normalizes violence, such as the saying, boys will be boys, about bullying and aggression. So let's go with that. So I've got similar... 
traits that I want to dive into, but I want to go with what you've just said there, because what I want to focus on is the, the violence part, right? And I think, first and foremost, I think it's absolutely insane in any way, shape, or form to expect any society, whether it be a super-evolved society or not, to function without some forms of violence, right? Yeah. And... It's called war. I, I Well, beyond, it's a much simpler form. I fully expect every man, and this is going to sound really sexist, but women as well, to be able to defend themselves. I think it's absolutely acceptable for me to know how to kill someone but not to do it. And that is the beauty of humanity, right? Yeah. Knowing that you can, but you'll only do it if you have to, if you need to defend yourself, right? And have to is in that when you're threatened, when you feel um, when it's right or wrongly, like it's like life or death, you can defend yourself, right? So I fully believe that martial arts should be part of everybody's upbringing. They should learn to box, do karate, wrestle, do jiu-jitsu, those kinds of things. Fire guns, handle bats, things like that, yeah. right? If for no other reason than look at what happened last year when there was just a few um, protests, right? It devolved into violence. And if I get caught in the middle of that, I want to be able to defend myself. I'm not going to be that guy that three or four people can take down. Three or four people might take me down, but it's going to take a fight and I'm going to hurt them doing it, right? So violence is essential. I've probably just alienated some people that listen to us, but violence is essential in certain circumstances. And what we've done is we've taken the absolute extremes of people that are sociopathic and violent without need or without true justification for violence and created this stigma of violence is always bad. And it's like, no, violence is absolutely necessary in a lot of cases. Well, you know what's kind of funny with a lot of this is like freedom of speech, right? A lot of these things that were that are given to us by our Constitution mm-hmm. are defended with violence. And the very reason why people can go on the streets and protest is because of violent actions. Like Men war, and women have gone and done violent war, things in their name. To protect those people's rights to be able to go and do that, right? And there will come a time again where people, I mean, will be at war, be it civil or, uh, uh, you know, abroad, where we're going to have to fight for our freedoms again. And mm-hmm. that's just part of it. And if we are the type that think we're going to have a discussion, you know, in the caves with Osama bin Laden about how we're going to peacefully come to some type of resolution, <laughs> that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess where I would go with this, bef- and we, uh, that was a part I hadn't planned on talking about, was a violence piece, but when you read off that yeah. thing that basically all toxic masculinity leads to violence, it's like, well, maybe, but toxicity leads to violence. And I will it's not say, I'm technically masculinity. Re- reading Wikipedia, so it could be yeah, all no, the way, but it's an open forum. Yeah. Talk, you know. So my point is that toxic is toxic. It doesn't have a gender. No, and I agree. Yeah. all of these traits that people apply to men or masculinity as being toxic also exist in females and also exist in the people who don't identify or want to identify as one of the other politics. 37 ways of being gay. Toxic work environment. To- I mean, 
There's a l- plenty of things I think that are yeah. more toxic right now. But toxicity yeah. is toxicity. It doesn't exactly. have a gender in no. my eyes. It doesn't have a gender or does it yeah. have a anything? A stereotype. Yeah. It's just toxic. Yeah. What you have to be able to do is see the red flags and you know you think of toxic masculinity and people will talk about controlling, domineering and secure and I'm like uh, you're describing 90% of the women I've ever dated. <laughs> and yeah. you know while I might not have every trait that's perfect in every relationship I certainly don't think very many would look back on their time with me and say that it was toxic I hope not anyway and if any of you are listening to this and want to talk to me about that then I'd be open to hearing the feedback but I actually think a bunch of these toxic masculine traits have been mischaracterized and we've all seen the meme where it's like the next time you see a little girl telling people what to do don't call her bossy call her empowered or fucking some bullshit like that right and it's like no maybe she's just bossy maybe but that's good that's good that's that's a that's a trait in and of itself and just because it's been labeled bossy doesn't mean that it's a bad thing Mm. if she's telling someone what to do by definition that's bossy Mm -hmm. right so it doesn't mean that it's not a positive trait. People just don't be like to be told push. all the time what to do. So that's so why they're calling it bossy. Here are, the, here are the traits that I think, from a masculinity standpoint, have been mischaracterized as toxic, right? Okay. Mental and physical toughness. Okay. I definitely want to know that when I walk into a room full of people, that... I can be physically dominant if I want to. Mm-hmm. And when I say want to, that's the wrong word. If I need to be. That well, you know, I, I, that's interesting because I think the even bigger one there is mentally tough. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I am on two sides of this. Because like so, I do think that, I mean, we will bottle up emotions. We won't show emotions sometimes as a male because we're mentally tough, right? And there are certain times where I think that is is needed right but there are certain times where there's you know i think you have feelings because they're meant to guide you right like so you need to listen to your feelings and you need to share those feelings talk about those feelings and that's how you grow at the same time no problem with that but and this is a this is a different type of but there are certainly times where we've talked this before adversity failure like all success is going to come through mental fortitude and grit. Mm-hmm. It's not going to come through your feelings because sometimes your feelings will lead you astray because your body is meant to avoid hurt. Your mind is meant to avoid hurt, right? Yeah. And so if you feel like you're going to be hurt, it's, you're going to try to avoid it. But sometimes it's through hurt and pain that you grow. So, I mean, how do we grow without being challenged mm-hmm. and hurting? Well, there's another part to that, and it actually leads into the second trait that I think is mischaracterized, and it's stoicism or not displaying emotion, right? So those yeah, things go yeah. hand in hand. Mental yeah. toughness is often misconstrued as not displaying emotion. But you you said, actually, last week, we just talked about it in the podcast that went live today, is timing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think men don't not display emotion and that they're, they're mentally tough when they have to be mentally tough. Yeah. And I think again might sound sexist they're led less by emotion on a day-to-day basis on a minute-by-minute basis and will show their emotion and share their feelings when they feel it's an appropriate time and when they're in the appropriate company right because i'll tell you now 
there ain't nobody that wants to work with a person who every time something goes wrong they're going to hear about it like oh my god my feelings are hurt because he didn't hold the door open for me and I was only eight feet behind him does that mean he hates me and he went and got lunch and he didn't ask me if I wanted lunch well maybe he just had to go and do something quick and come back and keep working like stop reading into shit too much right so I overly sensitive mindset I do believe that men don't not share emotions and don't don't project that air mental and physical toughness for any other reason than there's a time and a place for everything Mm -hmm. and we tend to be more socially aware of that if that makes sense or the opposite Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean i mean i've seen guys that are overly emotional as well well and i'm just saying even like you think about it like sometimes guys can't read this we're really bad at reading when we should be emotional yeah you know it's it's the opposite like your wife, spouse, girlfriend, whatever, you know, somebody might say, like, you didn't even acknowledge that somebody was hurting or your friend was hurting. Like, you were just, like, callous to the situation, which is, I think, a trait of males to some degree because I do that. That's <laughs> actually one of the other. So I've got one, two, three, four. I've got six of these written down, and that's another one. Emotional insensitivity. Yeah. And I said, this is mislabeled. Emotions just don't lead or define us, or we have different emotions. And I think... You'll find with men, right, and I'm going to give multiple examples here. Again, look, I know there's exceptions to these rules and not all men fall into categories and not all women fall into categories. But let's just go with the overarching generalities that exist, right? If you give a guy a bar of soap and a towel, he will go and he'll shower and he'll be fine, right? You give a woman a bar of soap and a towel, she wants to know where all the other shit is. Where's the shampoo? Where's the conditioner? Where's the the friggin' lathering fucking exfoliating shit that I use on all my different parts? I've got a different wash for my feet, a different wash for my hands, my back. It's going a little overboard. Dude, you're saying that, and there's literally women like that. And then they get out the shower, right? We're in and out. We can shit, shower, shave, be out the door in 10 minutes flat. If you told a woman she had to be ready in 10 minutes, and I'm not saying that women can't, I'm just saying that I'm talking going something fancy on a night out. Most women can't do that, right? So we're different. We're we're led by logic, efficiency, and for the most part, functionality. Whereas women are led on aesthetic, um, more not those things right so that's where i'm going with that so emotional insensitivity has absolutely been mislabeled it's not that we're emotionally insensitive it's that often logic takes over and it's like well this isn't the time to be emotional this isn't the the way to be emotional this is a discussion we can have later why are we doing it now kind of thing you know huh just my i mean that's just my opinion on it yeah no and and it's i mean what you're saying is accurate in that I mean, I do think men are less emotionally astute is probably a better way to put it, though. Like, because we, we just don't feel emotion the same way. We're talking about the biological makeup. If we were to read the definition of, of you know, f- the feminism, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about feminism in, in a negative, like when I say feminism, I think a lot of people take it in as a negative term, just like masculine isn't a negative term. Ryan's out of here. Bye, Ryan. Um I lost my train of thought. <laughs> right. Feminism. Yeah, feminism. Oh, emotional. 
I mean, I, I think women are going to be more biologically emotional, right? I mean, they are made up differently than us. They're just not made up to be the way that we are. We're not made to be the way that they are, which is perfectly fine and good and normal. But to assume that we're all going to be responding to everything from the same emotional standpoint is just not right. So to say that it's emotional sensitivity, I think, is wrong in that it's not insensitivity. It's ineptness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If anything, we're just emotionally inept. Because you can't be insensitive to something that you know nothing about, really, at the same time, right? So, uh, I mean, because examples, I'll give you an example. Like Lauren and I. I, my, my love language is not words of affirmation. I am not as good at words of affirmation as Lauren would like me to be, okay? So you're getting a little sneak peek into the, the conversations between Ben and Lauren, right? Uh, I know her love language is words of affirmation, right? So she would like me to say things and see things and comment on things that I am not as good about doing because I am a very practical person and I get into something, hey, Lauren, we got to be there at 5. It's 5.10. We're already late. Let's go. Like, you know, where she's like, I just spent 45 minutes getting ready. You want to tell me that I look nice maybe? So it's like a hard conversation. Practicality versus – yeah. yeah. So this it's like – and it's biological. And she's a very practical person mm-hmm. as well. But sh- people would say that I'm being emotionally insensitive to some degree, which, okay – uh, yeah, I am. She has emotions, and I'm being insensitive to those emotions. Um, so I mean, I get, I get where people come from with this. Yeah, that that one at least. Have I ever told you about the the girl I dated that told me her, her love language was um, words of affirmation? And multiple times she's like, "Is everything okay?" Like, you never. T-? And I'm like, "Because I, I, I just for you me, did. I think you said this a few weeks ago, even on the podcast. yeah." But words of affirmation for me are like, you do something spectacular, you do something over and above. It's like, oh, that's fucking awesome! Like, well yeah. done. But if you're just doing the literal, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. I'm sorry, I I fully subscribe to a meritocracy. So if you're just doing what you're supposed to do, like. You're not getting any kind of affirmation from me. That's yeah. That's, that's not expected. what it is as much as I like, get that. They I've just read want it now, you to. Yeah. At this point, I hadn't read the book. Um, oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. And she kept. And one day I snapped. I was like, "What do you want from me? How about you just go ahead and assume that I think you're fucking awesome until I tell you you're not." It was the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then you read the book. You're like, oh. This was a long time ago. This was four or five years ago. So. I, 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 and I remember like a year or two, a year and a half yeah. ago probably, when you actually read the book. So, yeah. And you're like, oh. But the thing is, like, is that emotional insensitivity or is that just like, look. No, I, I already told inca- you. It's I'm ineptness. In, yeah, I'm incapable of <laughs> yeah. doing what you want. I so. don't think emotional insensitivity is literally seeing somebody hurting on the street and just walking right by and not asking if they're okay. Yeah. Right? See, like, that's if they're crying on the street, you know. Yeah. It's like, are you okay? Like, do you need help? Like, that well, would be emotionally insensitive if you didn't do that. It's but. funny that you're saying, do you want help? Because another toxic masculine trait that is, again, mischaracterized is self sufficiency. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's, I guess, a stereotypical way of looking at this is the guy that. I'm not lost. I know where I'm going. And next thing you're 30 minutes off course and in a different county, right? It's like, okay, that's kind of a funny example. But I don't look at self-sufficiency as that. I look at it as... Um, and this this ties in with the the differences and in, in what men and women tend to, to be like in general, right? So 
Did you ever have a bachelor pad? Did you ever live out Mm-mm. with the family home before you lived with? Like, you never had your own place? Uh, I lived in the house that Lauren and I moved into after getting married for a week. But she decorated it with you while you were living there, right? Yeah. So you don't, you've not really experienced this, right? But, I mean, I'm a dude. I live on my own. I think my house is nice. Like, I've got little accents and stuff here and art on the wall that I like, yeah. right? But I tell you this, if a woman moved in there tomorrow, the place would change overnight, right? <laughs> because there would Hopefully, be... Hopefully, because be, she has her own individual style. Well, beyond that, there would be towels in places that I don't put towels. There would be friggin' smelly stuff here and, you know, flowers there and well, the shit that's just in the way, right? Like, why is that there? Like, that was a usable space until you put that shit on it, right? So, (laughs) but that's the thing. Like, we set ourselves up in a way that we try and be self-sufficient. And it's not always a toxic trait, right? Not asking for help is toxic when you need help. Yeah, totally. But sometimes it takes someone identifying with you that, hey, you need help. Like, it's okay to ask for help. Like, I know someone that can help your kind of thing, right? So, not all of these traits are toxic. They only become toxic if it's repeated and, and not breakable. Well, and every, every every behavior is breakable with, with better habits, right? And discussion. This is this could trigger some people, and I apologize. I don't mean it to be n- negative, and there are uh, certainly exceptions to the rule. But you look at kids who struggle a lot of the time growing up, lack of a father figure, right? Remember I said that the, the, the nuclear family has been... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, so we'll go demonized. into that. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, and I, I think 99% of people uh, don't think that that's the case with the nuclear family has been demonized because a lot of the time, you know, a ki- at the end of the day, like a kid needs a father figure, be it grandpa or dad, you know, if dad's in the picture, or a friend or whatever, right, that can provide what it's like to be a young guy growing up, right? And struggling with puberty and struggling with school and girls and sport and everything else that there is to just be a young guy. And then being told on social media now, the influence of social media, seeing things and that you think should be. If you're a single kid, if you're, you know, and mom is trying to help you navigate that, like that's hard. Vice versa, yeah. kid needs his mom. If just as much, if not more, than his dad. Males, males and females yeah. need a positive father figure and a positive mother yeah, figure, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, and positive female and male role models are completely overlooked. I think we you you want to talk about self-sufficiency. There's, I would say that a toxicity I see often is single mums who don't want help from any men, don't want to well, it's put because they've been hurt by but they a don't. And, and I'm not even talking about who they date. It's like, have you put positive male role models in place for your daughter or your son. Yeah. And by the way, just to reiterate, that does not mean yeah. relationally with you and exactly. the boyfriend. It could mean grandpa, it could mean a friend, yep. cousin, whoever, Uncles. whatever, yeah, uncle, um, yeah. Or do you seek those things out at the YMCA, at the Boys yeah. and Girls yeah. Club, at, at, at fitnesses, and, yeah. you know, w- the the sports clubs that they're doing yes. and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, I think the the uh, importance of positive male and female role models is so so overlooked and often more often than not when i see 
this self-sufficiency is a toxicity yeah it's not from men it's from it's from women that think that well i can do just i can do everything a man can do to provide a positive role model and it's like you can't i promise you can't well you can discuss it you can talk about it but you can't action it you can't model that behavior yeah no I, i agree and but i was thinking from an action standpoint like there are certain things biologically obviously they can't do there's certain things they won't understand Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they can't, you know, yeah. just like we can't under we can't understand childbirth. <laughs> yeah, but like there are certain actions, self sufficiency, shooting a gun, fighting, you know, that that, that I think both sides should know. Like to your point, right? And and I mean, people know. I think I've shared in the past. Like I'm on the board for the Boy Scouts, and it's like we, they teach a lot of basic life skills, you know, how to build a shelter, how to survive in the woods, how to shoot a gun, how to like all these things that. It's like if you were stuck, you could figure out how to be somewhat self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Those are not traits that necessarily should be exclusive to boys. Yeah. Girls need to know those things, at least to some degree as well. Home ec, some of these things that we used to teach in school, like that were more seen, for, oh, that's for the girls to learn how to bake a cake. Okay, well, guess what? Dudes like to bake too. Yeah. Like guys like to bake. And that doesn't necessarily mean – so the idea that some of these traits are just deemed toxic because they were done by males doesn't mean that – they're toxic they can be done by females too it was just the traditional gender roles which i'm fine with challenging traditional gender roles to some degree but i wouldn't call the roles that people have played in the past toxic because it's i mean it works (laughs) and i don't i mean people didn't beat their kids more back then than they do now i mean if anything i would say this society is more perverted to that than any past society because of social media is that in there? Is that one of them? Social media? Okay. I hadn't talked about social media. Um, all right. Second from last one. I've saved the best one for last, by the way. Um, aggression. You're going to get me. I was going to say, you're going to get me all heated. And <laughs> I, think, the last one. I think aggression is mischaracterized, right? And I, I say that because pragmatism is often described as aggression. Um, you know, and just because you're male or female doesn't mean that you get um, a free pass when you are physically aggressive or even emotionally aggressive, right? Aggressiveness can be a bad trait, but aggressiveness can also be a wonderful trait. If you're aggressively going after your goals, aggressively trying to seek out a better life for you and the people around you, and you're aggressively looking for improvement in your overall life, how is that a bad thing? That's pragmatism. That's that's a wonderful trait as opposed to a negative trait. Well, I think they're assuming aggressiveness in, in those things. Like uh, They're using aggressiveness as a negative term, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's not like, always negative. No. and it, Aggressive just means you're working hard. Mm-hmm. It can. Aggressive can also mean that, in you, that you're, in that you're protective and, you, and you've got a, a pack mentality around your family and friends, right? Like, don't fuck with my, don't fuck with my lot or I'm going to you don't come I'm for you. after you. Yeah. So that's, to me, that's a that's a wonderful trait. Yeah. Now, it can turn toxic, but it, again, that's nothing to do with being yeah. male or female or masculine or feminine. No, you're, yeah. Well, it's like you you get the husband or wife who's overly protective of their spouse. Did you look at that girl? <laughs> what that guy do? Did he talk to you? It's hey. Like, I'm, I'm a protective. I'm an aggressor. I'm married, not blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's like... I. At the end of the day, it's like people just need to be not overly sensitive. Sometimes you just got to, you know, let the water run off your back. 
and when somebody does hurt you communicate i think that's the other thing that people just harbor it they don't communicate and that's probably something with males that we don't and then when they do communicate males get over it a little quicker than females usually right we don't yeah like that's that emotional side like we can get over the emotion pretty quick of it we can get a fist fight and then go have a beer the next you know minute so stand up hug and laugh about the fight that you just fought over something stupid I mean, that's how it used to be. I was in so many playground fights growing up, and then I'm still friends with those people to this day. So this is funny, and it's bad at the same time. Because I, I don't think you should just go around punching people. <laughs> but <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, let's just get that out there. One of my colleagues, we're sitting out there, and I don't know if I told this on the podcast or not yet. So we're sitting out in our main area of our office chat, and he goes, oh, I'm like, oh, what happened? He's like, Oh, crew. I'll leave the kid's name out of it. Actually, I almost just said it. I was like, oh, this kid. We'll call him Joe. Oh, Joe. I'm like, uh-oh, what did he do? He's like, Joe just punched the teacher. I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, she tried to get him to take a nap. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, that's that's not good. He's like, yeah. Last Friday, he punched another kid who was like they were wrestling. And he, and he punched him. But so there is, I mean, but again, like the whole boys will be boys thing. It's like boys are more naturally physical and it manifests itself in ways sometimes that are not positive. Yeah. Let them know that's unacceptable. Yeah. You can't and there's punch many somebody. ways to do it, right? But if you're wrestling, goofing around, jumping off couches, that is boys will be boys. That's how boys act. We wrestle. Yeah. We, you know, we're dirty. Mm-hmm. And and if you take that away, you take away some of the character that builds, you know, mentally strong individuals. Yeah. And I don't think that's a positive thing. Yeah. So here's here's the last one I've got written down, and this could be controversial. I thought you said the last one was the last one. No, I said I had two more. I saved the best one for last. Oh. I want to get away from this idea that heterosexuality is not the norm. And I did a bunch of research on this. Multiple sources pulled the data, right? So 3.8%, and this is men and women, so let's assume that it's split down the middle, right? So what's half of 3.8, Ben? Let's see your math skills. What's half of 3.8? 1. 1.9. Um, yeah, there you go. So one, let's, and that's if we go 50-50, right? So 1.9% of men in the USA, this isn't a global study, mm-hmm. this is in the USA, identify as lgbtq uh, all the other fucking letters and plus symbols and whatever else there is now right but 1.9 percent of men 3.8 percent of total Mm -hmm. right so if 1.9 percent isn't heterosexual why are we normalizing other stuff when just when you do the simple math on that that's 98.1% of men are heterosexual, traditional heterosexual males, right? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being non-hetero, right? What I'm saying is that we need to lose this idea that the protection of heterosexuality is a bad thing. That assuming 98.1% odds that men are straight until they demonstrate otherwise isn't necessarily a negative behavior yeah right that having books and tv shows and all these things that don't discriminate but also are just saying hey look the normality is heterosexuality man woman kids 
That's how we continue the fucking human race, right? I will never apologize for being a heterosexual male or for not understanding. I don't need to understand, but I also don't need to normalize anything other than heterosexuality because the statistics clearly say that it's not normal. Yeah. That it is, by definition, an abnormality. (laughs) Very much so. 1.9% or 3.8% if you do the total population, right? I'll take those odds if I'm gambling every day. Oh, yeah, you'd be rich. So I don't like this movement towards, and again, I don't care what you are, who you are, what you feel, where you put your private parts, none of that bothers me. I accept everybody for who they are, but do not demonize my sexuality well, and my Well, I think the mom. other part of it is like normal or abnormal isn't like a bad thing too. No. I think that's the part that has been demonized is like that people feel abnormal and that abnormal, being abnormal is bad, right? When it's like in many ways being abnormal is good. There are plenty of things that society does that are normal that being are not weird positive. Is cool. Yeah, so be whoever you want to be, but I think the thing is just don't project it onto other people that the way they are is is wrong because your own actions are abnormal, right? Because yeah. it's like, well, that's that's messed up, and that's that ain't right. Yeah. So we said this was going to be short, but it's not. Um, it's not too long. So I'm personally, I'm never going to apologize, and I want everybody that's listening to this straight, gay, whatever. Um, to stop apologizing for what you do that you find interesting, sexy, cool, whatever. Well, uh, to that point, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, we need to be strong individuals. And whoever we are, male or female, hetero or homosexual, like, it doesn't really matter uh, what you believe. You just need to be strong in who you are and caring of other people, I think, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, right? I mean, masculinity, I would say, even more so, is like, being self-sufficient and independent, strong emotionally, strong mentally, and caring and loving and extending grace to other people. I mean, you think about some of the hardest things to do. Some of the hardest things to do are to love and extend grace. Mm-hmm. Not chop wood, not shoot a gun, you know? So it's like, if, 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 as an individual, as a man, you can be those things. I mean, I think you're going to be a good spouse. You're going to be a good uh, father figure. You're going to be a good colleague. A well-rounded, productive yeah, member of you're society, just maybe. Be a decent person. Yeah. Right. So at the end of the day, I mean, people just need to strive to be strong in their independence. Yeah. And who, whatever that looks like for them. So. I've got three traits that I want to talk about that I'm going to oh God, continually strive for. It's not going to be much longer. Okay. But then there's a stigma that I want to talk about that I do think is toxic amongst men and masculine. That's kind of cool. And masculine. Vandoit.com. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Is it like a rental or something? Maybe. I'll have to look um, that up later. And this was not a plug. <laughs> yeah. If Vandoit want to pay us, though, yeah. that'd be cool. All right. So trait number one is general manliness, and I'm going to define that. So I'm going to embrace traditional masculine roles, stereotypes, including activities, outlooks, and social norms, right? And by social norms, I mean whether I ever settle down, get married, or I'm with a woman full-time or whatever, I don't ever want to be discriminated against or judged for feeling like I need to provide. It's not to say that a woman can't provide, protect, and nurture. That's that's what I believe the male role is within a relationship. Provide, 
uh, what did I say? Provide, protect. protect, and nurture. All right. Now, it doesn't mean that my partner can't do those things or offer yeah. those things for yeah. me, but I physically want to be able to do those things and mentally want to well, be able to do those things. Those are the traditional roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, male and female. Yeah. Right, and it's not. That's not bad. No, and in no way am I and condescending or demeaning that they can. It's just that that's what I believe I'm going to bring to the table. Well, and there are plenty of examples where you can still be a provider and still be, you know, protecting of your family and a nurturer of your family, and not be the breadwinner. That doesn't mean that you have to be the breadwinner, even. No, and no, this like, isn't. This isn't. You could about be stay-at-home dad. Yeah. No, right. And I'm and still like, doing those things. And still do those things. Yep. V- very much so, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I guess the, and I think part of this podcast today is like showing people it's like you – the traditional stereotypes or the traditional idea of masculinity is actually a positive thing. It's something that I think should be modeled in young boys and that they should learn. And they should learn humility and grace and how to love people too. And hopefully that creates a strong enough individual that wherever life takes them, maybe they're married to the breadwinner wife and they're the one who stays at home with the kids. Great. They're happy, content, and strong in who they are so that they Mm -hmm. can be that role model and that nurturer for their kids and their friends and wives and spouses, you know. Yeah. Um, So the second trait I'm going to pursue is toughness. And that includes physical strength and fitness along with mental strength and mental toughness. Um, because I believe it leads to strong character traits. Um, and I'm always going to be rational first with emotion second. Just logic is what, yeah. it's how I'm programmed. Um, so I'm not going to apologize for it and I'm going to seek those things. Um, and then three. So power, I think, is um, often mischaracterized and looked at as toxic. So I've, I've put power and influence. Um, and I've said they're not toxic unless the acquisition of them is at all costs i want power and influence but i want power and influence in a way that i can affect positive change for people not just for me it's not for money it's not to be in charge or in control it's i want power and influence so that i can improve my community around me Mm -hmm. and my people and Mm -hmm. everything around me basically no i 100 percent agree with that yeah so those are the those are the three things so general manliness toughness and then power and influence are the things that I'm going to yeah. truly seek on a daily basis. Well, and and if someone wants to put them as toxic, they can they can do that, but I don't believe so. Oh, I, I don't either. I don't know how you would call it, you know, trying to be better so that you can help your community toxic. Yeah. <laughs> like, power and influence is looked at as a toxic masculine trait. everything is stuff that everybody wants. Even mm-hmm. people who are going to go after power and influence yeah. want a media platform to have influence. They want to have. They want to be the loudest so that they can have power to manipulate to change. Yeah. Right. So to say that you don't want power and influence is a lie, mm-hmm. because everybody wants power and influence. They in to varying degrees at least. Right. At different levels. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's micro or macro. Yeah. yeah. They so want it. Even those who are out against it are speaking out with power to try and influence change. So to tell me that you don't want that is the blatant lie. Yeah. All right. So this is a stigma that is negative how and many, is toxic this is done <laughs> God, this is you, done you, after you, this we got another three points you want to no, share this is a stigma that is toxic among men and needs to be addressed okay i like it let's hear it and we truly 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 need to embrace this and you and i tried this at the start of this year so mental health 
there yeah, is no, a agreed. huge stigma among men that they shouldn't talk about their mental health and we're not just talking emotions we're talking in general when they mm-hmm. feel overwhelmed often they double down and work harder when mm-hmm. they need a break they're doing the exact opposite yep. of taking a break so this is kind of our plug for hey if you're feeling any kind of any kind of stresses that are getting on top of you reach out to someone it can be us it can be a friend it can be a family member if you feel like you're going to be criticized or, or judged incorrectly reach out to someone you know that won't someone that's actively advocating for this stuff and saying hey i'm a friend i'm an ally whatever you need well and then i think the hard part of it is that people that are struggling even if they're not really struggling you know like i think people know like i go and see a psychologist and it's not because i'm mentally troubled it's like i was struggling with how to interact with my son so i went to see a psychologist to figure out some way and guess what i found out a lot of, there's a lot more things that i could talk about right and so uh and work through and i mean i'm having my best year at work uh by far and away and i'm only six months into it i've exceeded every goal that i've had in the past uh i think my marriage is in probably one of the best spots that i have i figured out and have a better relationship with my uh, now three and a half year old, right? And how to work with him and how to control uh, my anger to some degree, right? Because <laughs> I mean, those little shitheads will make you angry. <laughs> but I love that you just called your kids shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> but in a loving way. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I, I, I said it this one, I've said it before. It's like if you feel. If you want to operate like a Ferrari, if you want to operate like a Lamborghini, they get tune-ups. They don't just run into the ground. If they run into the ground, they die. It's like I think everybody should talk to somebody, be it just like you have a buddy that you meet with every week over a beer to talk about how the week went, what you're dealing with at work, right? Or a psychologist or whomever, a performance coach is also what mine doubles as to talk through client situations and how I might interact and read people's body language and and understand their psychology to help me uh, advance my business as as part of what we've encompassed in this. I think that's something that everybody should do. Absolutely. And everybody's support structure looks differently. Sometimes it's a professional. Sometimes it's just sharing a problem. Yeah. Problem shared is a problem halved, right? And sometimes, honestly... What I'll do is I'll write a note in my phone about the way that I'm feeling or something that I want to talk about with my guy when I meet with him next. I'll, I'll put a note in the phone like, hey, God, I'm feeling this way. Um, here's my current situation, uh, you know, and this is what I'm currently experiencing at the time I'm feeling this. And to try and make a connection, right, as to why I might be feeling this way and how we work through it. It's like, and then if there is a common occurrence amongst it, I could to try and track it to some degree too, right? Because once you track it, you can have a general understanding of why it is you're feeling that particular way. And it's been helpful to me, even just writing it down in a note. It's like, I'm feeling this way and it's kind of a bummer. And then it's like, oh, all of a sudden, just writing it out in a note, I feel better in my phone. It's funny yeah. how that works. Yeah, just for the record, I don't see myself as a Ferrari or a Lamborghini because they're always broken. I'm more like a high-end German sedan. When I'm operating great, I'm great. But when I break down, it usually costs a lot to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) And once you hit 100,000 miles, oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hey, that's, funny. that's my take and Ben's take on masculinity. I think that was a good discussion. I was going to say, I think that went better than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was going to be a good discussion. I thought you, th- I think you thought I was going to come in all bri- fire and brimstone and 
Um, it wouldn't be yeah, it wouldn't be the first. <laughs> so no, we appreciate you guys listening, rate, review, share, uh, feedback, send us questions. We like that. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's I'm going to set the norm here that I'm going to actively seek interaction from people that are listening regularly to ask us questions about careers, relationships, all that shit. Like some of the advice we might give might not be good advice, but it's going to be how we would approach it, which is a is a, a Stephen can still reach out to me for yeah my thoughts on them. Maybe we pre-record some stuff with you as well. So no, we uh we appreciate you. Um, Ben's going to be here for a little bit longer. A little so bit longer. Don't think that you uh, got off longer. the hook that easily. Um, please, please. Anything please, you would please. add on masculinity, or are we done, Ben? No, I think I kind of just went on my little thing there. It's like again, be a strong individual. Love it. Be a All strong right. individual. Love grace. Until the next time, be Work good hard. to yourselves. Work hard and to each other. Boom. <laughs>